Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Well, gang, another great Run Disney weekend has come and gone. Sadly, it's the end of the run season at Run Disney, and we've got a little way to wait before our next one, but don't take it too bad. We've got plenty to talk about in the upcoming months. We've got a lot of exciting things going on. Run seasons throughout the country are really just getting underway. They're kind of moving north now as it gets warm down here in the south, so we got plenty to do. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Rise and Run podcast. So happy that you're here with us. I'm Bob. I'm here tonight with my friends, Lexi. Hello. Greg. Hey, hey, hey. Jack. Hi. And John. How you doing? Almost a full. Doing good, John. I appreciate you asking, buddy. I have a little shout out. Uh, Hey, Greg, welcome home. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> inside joke, my friends. Not inside joke, inside baseball. Uh, Greg is now a DVC. Uh, what, what do you call it? A holder? A, a DVC uh, member? Member, I guess. I guess. Member. Okay, member. Yeah. But, but Greg signed his DVC contract, so now he, he gets welcomed home. Yeah. Uh, I got Very welcomed excited. home at the Riviera as I walked in yesterday, but I was just there for dinner. So I, I, included <laughs> it, I, just, I just said thank you very much and moved on. Uh, our buddy Alicia is not with us tonight. I think Alicia will be back next week. Hey, John, it's that time of the show early on where we asked the question, any new reviews? Unfortunately, no. What? What's going on? I don't know. What's going on? Jack, you're not working the crowd hard enough. Come on. We're not giving out, we're not giving out enough cards. We need to do something. I'm going to work my magic, I promise. Okay. We need to do something. Lexi, you got any ideas? Well, I might have one idea. So, you know how, like, I was just in Disneyland Paris? We. I may. Okay, no, it's not a may. I did bring back some souvenirs that we are going to use as a giveaway. Yeah, pretty cool. Tell us, tell us about the souvenirs. They're pretty cool. I've seen a picture. If you don't know already, Disneyland Paris is celebrating their 30th anniversary, which just started on May 6th. So they have all of this exclusive merchandise. And I was able to snag two pairs of ears. One is their traditional mini ears that's beautiful and sparkly. And um, the bow is like white, iridescent almost. Um, Super cute. And then their 30th ears um, that are Mickey ears have little bitty Chippendales on them. And they say the 30th (laughs) are super cute. I think they are absolutely adorable. If I wasn't already planning to do the giveaway, I would totally keep them for myself. Oh, I'm I'm sorry you didn't buy extra to keep for yourself. I know, but, uh, I know. I know. I, I thought about it. Yeah. I picked it up and I put it down. Yeah. And I picked it up and I put it down. Yeah. 
So here's what we have in mind, and this is, let's make no bones about it. This is pure, unadulterated bribery. Okay, gang? <laughs> but what, what we uh, propose is that if you submit a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on either Instagram or Facebook or both, you'll be automatically entered into the contest. Now, those of you who have already done that, I mean, you, several folks submitted reviews very early on. You're in. This is not just for new people. This is starting from the very beginning. So if you've submitted a review, follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you're in. Uh, none of us, not that any of us have submitted any five-star reviews into Apple Podcasts, but none of us or any of our immediate family members are eligible to win this. When we get to episode 30, which is... Five weeks from tonight, this is 26, 7, 8, 9, 30. See, see I, I did my math real good there. Five weeks Yay! from tonight. We'll, we'll choose the winners live. What we'll do is we'll put all of the names into a spreadsheet. I'll use Excel's uh, random number generator, and we'll pick a first and second place winner. The first place winner will get first choice of ears, and the second place winner will get the other set that's left. Now, guys, if you're thinking... I'm not wearing Paris France ears with Chip and Dale on them. Yeah, neither am I. However, I've got a significant other who would. Many of you probably do. Or, and let's be, again, 100% candid about it. If you win them, they're yours. And if you want to pop them on eBay to see what you can get for them, that's up to you. So we'll be talking about this in the next couple episodes. It's our uh, salute to the 30th anniversary of Disneyland Paris. It is our blatant bribery attempt to pump up our five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And we think it'll be fun. So stick with us the next couple of weeks and we'll be talking about that. Lexi, thanks for doing that. That's that's kind of cool that you were able to bring those in. I, I've seen the pictures already. but I think they're super cute. Yeah, they are kind of neat. Okay, gang, so much for reviews and ears contests. What the heck went ahead? Oh, wait a minute. There was an event this weekend, Springtime Surprise. And of the folks who were with us tonight, uh, four of us were there. Uh, Greg had another event that he ran in Washington, D.C. We'll hear about that later on. But let's, uh, let's talk about Springtime Surprise. Let's start. And let's kind of go quickly with the expo. Um, who got to the expo first, John? It was probably me. I got there, I got there early. I got up early. It's like, like I normally do six o'clock in the morning. And I decided uh, I'm sitting in the hotel. Now it's like 730. So let me head over to the expo because I'm either waiting in line at, at, at the expo yeah. or I'll wait in line at the hotel. You know, mm -hmm. wait in the hotel. I get it. So we went over there, got in. We got into the uh, Q, I call it the Q room that where they queue everybody up. Right, I know up. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Which they were serving beer at eight o'clock in the morning. Which that's was pretty cool. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was the bellhop brew they called it. I think. So, I did not have a beer at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, but uh, yeah. So we got in there, got into the expo, and got some uh, merch. There wasn't a large. Uh, how could I say it? Uh, selection of merch it just didn't no it didn't seem to be a lot no there's nothing that's what you gotta no, well, say well, <laughs> well 
I think it's I think it's somewhere in between there, not large and nothing. I think there was something, but uh, no, I didn't think it was large either. Yeah, and I think it was kind of strange. They put a lot of filler at the end caps of mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Mickey ears. Okay, so so there was a lot of filler items in there. It looked like I didn't get there till the next day. I didn't get there till Friday. I was disappointed. I saw the photos of the shorts, the run shorts, and I thought those were unique. I liked the color. I didn't have anything like that. And I, I was looking for those and I found them and I wasn't interested. They looked like somebody took a pair of sweatpants and cut them off and uh, put a design on them. Didn't buy them. Yeah. I was there, um, at like 5 PM on Thursday. I personally really loved the springtime surprise athletic jacket with okay. the, um, the mint green color. I like the I- color. I did. Yeah. I just I I couldn't bring myself to pay that much money for it though. No, I it's get it. so expensive. It was ninety dollars. Oh wow. I, yeah. I can't do it. No, I, um, get so, it. I get it. So so I went straight over and got my bib, and then I went into the um the other expo area the with all expo, the- right? Sure. Yeah. And um, I had a blast. I, I went to all of the different uh, little shops and I saw um, Pam at Fuzzy Fizzies yep. and we, we had a little conversation and, um, yeah. and I looked at the time and I was like, whoop, I got to go change clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pam, Pam told me her sales were really high this weekend. You know why that is, don't you gang? Mm-hmm. Right. She got mentioned on the rise and run podcast. we're influencers guys that's right she was helping us out she was she was trying to give out cards there i don't i think she left with a stack but i appreciate pam i appreciate you doing that that was very sweet of you well i had to go to the uh probably most important booth there uh the kt tape booth (laughs) (laughs) i actually did something that i've never done at the expo before I went back every single day um, just for the recovery aspect. <laughs> um, I did those blow up leg things and yeah. the compression thing, which I'd never done before. And I, I think it helped. Is it, did it help enough? Oh, they're excellent. In the money? No. They're excellent, but again, they're expensive. Yeah. So, But it was great, and it was free. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go recover. <laughs> oh, okay, then, cool. And then um, the second day when Jack and I went, that was on Friday, right? That was Friday, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got taped up, and um, I also did Jeff's uh, massage, not His massage BFF, gun. He calls it. Yeah, um, that was really cool. I'm surprised how much I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have it, a BFF, and the thing is phenomenal. I mean, you can also buff your car with it too. Uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is. It's, it's a far. It's a foam roller on steroids. <laughs> yeah, I did the exfoliating thing too, and it, it was like it was so weird. <laughs> yeah, I accused you of just putting sandpaper on it, but yeah. <laughs> but it, hey, it it works. People like it. Uh, Jeff sells it. I have one expo story. Um, I was going to go over on Friday and I let coach twigs know I was going to on Friday and he sent me a text said, Bob, I'm probably going to miss you because Jeff doesn't need me at the booth until 2 PM. And I had somewhere else to be. Oh, I had our meetup 
is what it was. And uh, he, he said to me in the text, he said, I, I heard your advice to Judy. I really hope she comes to talk to me. And next time I saw him, I said, Chris, what's up? Our advice was so bad that you had to get Judy over there so you could straighten her out right away. <laughs> he said that wasn't the case. Uh, funny thing, I went back Saturday right as it opened. And Jeff was there. Chris was there. No one else was around. I was talking with both of them. And Judy walks up. I didn't recognize her right off, but I did uh, after short order. And she was great. <laughs> it was fun. She's, uh, Jerry's, Judy's very enthusiastic, very excited. And it was fun talking with her. We took some pictures together. Uh, took some pictures with uh, Chris. We had a good time. Uh, Judy went out and killed it on her run. And then on Facebook, gave me credit for it, which thank you. But I got to tell you, Judy, that that advice that I gave you, I didn't make that up. I got that from studying Coach Galloway and listening to Coach Twiggs. So there's the folks who deserve the credit, not me. I'm just a mouthpiece on that one. But that was fun. That was my uh, lesson from the expo. The 5K was that night. Now, I didn't make it to the 5K. Uh, John and Lexi did. How did it go? Well, I think first off, we should probably talk about the bus fiasco. We all know sometimes the logistics of Run Disney are not always as actionable as we would like them to be. Um, and there was a bottleneck, a major bottleneck at Animal Kingdom of people leaving, people coming in, and the bus is trying to get in. And I'm pretty sure the boardwalk bus didn't get there until after the start. Really? Is what I heard. Uh, my bus got there, I think, at like 9.35. Um, and so I went straight into the corral, which normally I like hang out outside a little bit. Right. So that was kind of, I mean, if anything, that was super stressful. This is the first time I'd been to the bus stop, and there was like a super long line of people that were waiting getting on. John, do you have any problem getting over there? Well, I drove because I was going to go to Moonlight Madness afterwards uh, at Ep at Epcot. So we drove. So we were going to get change of clothes in the car and hit on over there after the race. So we got there. I said, let me get there a little early. So I got there about 8 o'clock. They were still setting up everything when I got there. Uh, the corrals weren't set up yet. They're still putting some of the barricades up. Uh, and, of course, like Lexi said, uh, there's people coming in, people going out. It was a little bottleneck there. Uh, one of the things I heard from somebody uh, was that there was a storm supposedly coming yeah. right around 10 o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. they actually held the buses up with, with the people on them. They didn't want them off, so they had some place to be. So, well, me and about... Another th thousand other people are standing there right at the entrance to Animal Kingdom waiting to see what's going on. Uh, so then I guess oh, then all of a sudden the massive buses started coming in and everybody started coming back into the uh, the event. Then I said we walked over, uh, met up with Lexi, and uh, we started the uh, 5K. It's pretty good. Right about that time that I met up with John, we got a little message on our app that said that the scavenger hunt was postponed. 
Right. But that was, we think, we don't know exactly. We think it was because of the weather. Um, And I mean, logistically, if you have thousands of people out there and you're responsible for their safety, and not only the thousands of people out there, but also the volunteers and like people who have to tear down all the stuff after the race is over. If there's a major storm that's coming through, I mean, yeah, as a race director, I would have made that same decision. Am I disappointed that the scavenger hunt didn't happen in the race? Absolutely. But am I going to make that like a huge deal and say I'm never running a Run Disney race ever again? No. We had a blast at the 5K. It was so much fun. Lexi, well said. And you're absolutely 100% right. Lightning in the area, you can't take a chance. And I, I agree completely with you. They did the right thing. Yeah. So I, I know with my choice, I walked the 5K because um, I knew I was doing the challenge and I was not as trained as I should have been probably. Um but I knew I needed to take it easy. So I stuck with John and his wife the the almost the whole race. There was a couple of times where I ran ahead and then they walked so fast that they caught up to me during my walk breaks. <laughs> okay. Very good. There was a good surprise we had. So we're going through. We just passed like mile two. Then we head backstage behind uh, where Dinosaur is. We go, wait, wait, mile three? Like we didn't hit that right, real quick. Right, right, right. Then we realized, oh, we didn't realize they shortened the race <laughs> about half a mile because about of the right. weather. Again, same decision I would have made trying to keep people safe. Um, but I, what was so funny and I was just editing our video on passport to run um, <laughs> tomorrow. So go check out the video. Um, but I was just editing it. And in my video footage, I literally just said, wow, this race seems like it went by really fast. And then 10 seconds later, wait a second, that's mile three. What? <laughs> it's just the timing that that all happened was really funny. As a distant observer of uh, this race weekend, uh, give me both of your experiences of running through Pandora at night. Obviously, I know you get the dusk version of Pandora. Uh, I know the last couple of years for the wine and dine half, um, but how was it like, you know, pitch black uh, running through there? Oh, I thought it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, and they had like black lights going and um, they had this blue light that was at some part of it. So it was, the theming was great. I loved running through Animal Kingdom. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was It was pretty good. The, you know, the ground with the black light and the uh, blue light is all fluorescent glowing, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, there was only one little part that got a little dark, I thought, where they could have used a little bit more lighting. But besides that, it was pretty good. And I made the joke that we probably saw more elevation in going through Animal Kingdom than in most Disney races. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. It can get a little hilly in there. Neato. Sounds sounds like fun. I uh, wish I could have made it, but I missed it by two minutes. <laughs> I got into the registration queue at 219 and it had sold out at 217. So good deal. Nothing, no running events on Friday. And then we went to the 10K, also known as the Saturday Sauna. Because even by Florida standards, it was pretty humid. Now, oh. again, uh, 
Lexi and John did that one, and so did I, but I have a unique story I'll save for a little bit here. Let's see. With that one, um, I was dressed up as Giselle uh, from Enchanted, and um, this was the first time that I'd ever worn a skirt to a Run Disney race. I normally always wear yoga pants, and... um, I thought it was I thought it was very nice. Um I'm probably going to keep wearing skirts and stuff because that was and shorts. That was the big thing of I was I was so worried about the the shorts cuz I normally don't run in shorts and don't follow my advice and don't do new things on race day like I did. Right, right. <laughs> um Rule one. But Nothing I I mean I thought day. it was I thought it was a great I I loved the course. Loved the course. And I'm trying to like go through the pictures of in my head of everything. Lots of really cool characters. Um, one of the things I didn't mention about Animal Kingdom, there were a lot of PhotoPass people. A lot of them. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and there were still a good many at the 10K. Not, not as many as in Animal Kingdom, though. They're not typically out on the roads. They're typically in the parks. I'm not saying you'll never see one on the road, but more often than not, they're in the parks. So... Yeah, with the whole thing being in Animal Kingdom and then during the 10K, as we see most of them. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I mean, that I will say, I think the 10K course might be my favorite of all the Run Disney courses. How'd it go for you, John? Oh, it was pretty good. Uh, it was a hot one. So, I mean, it was like, uh, like it started out like 75 degrees when we started and with like 87% humidity. So by like mile one, I'm like, yeah. This is hot. I am, I am drenched already. It's going to be a long, hot race, but it was fun. I mean, we had a, I had a good time uh, running through, running through. You know, uh, like I said, running through the park. Uh, interesting backstage areas. Uh, great character stops. I'm trying to remember which. I, I, you know, I was a big Pinocchio fan, so I had to stop and see oh, Pinocchio neat. and Geppetto. So that was one of my big uh, highlights of the day. Good deal. <laughs> oh, and I had another, and then coming down the corner. Come around up uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's Jack cheering us on. Got <laughs> a girl, Jack. I'm proud of you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a big deal. It's a neat thing. We like to see that. Um, I participated in the 10K, uh, and I observed how humid it was, too. I live here, I train in this humidity all the time. It gets a lot worse as the summer goes on, but for springtime, that was a very humid event. I knew I wasn't going to finish. I've, I've said that for the last couple of weeks. I set off with two goals in mind. I looked at where the aid stations were. I noticed there was one at about 1.3 miles and another one, which I believed was at 3.1 when I was looking at the maps. Now, up to that point, the furthest I'd run, not run, furthest I'd walked was two miles. And I was talking with my physical therapist Actually, the day before, yeah, actually, it actually was. I, I had a therapy appointment at 8 a.m. Thursday, and we left right after that. And she said, eh, you know, three is probably stretching it, but you can probably do that. So took off, walking pace. I was in, man, I was way in the back. I mean, like the balloon ladies, <laughs> the balloon ladies were right over my shoulder, which meant I had to push the pace a little more than I wanted to. And, uh, 
I got to the 1.2 mile aid station and I thought, you know, I got nothing to prove. Maybe it's time to just discretion the better part of valor. Just go off here, take the bus ride. And there's a high school band there. And this high school band is playing the theme from Rocky. And I'm a Philadelphia boy, born and raised. They're playing the theme from Rocky. I start shouting out, yo, Adrian, I did it. And I ain't stopping at that one point too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't stop there. I got to keep going. So, uh, so I did, um, got to mile two and somebody said the balloon ladies are three minutes behind you. And I thought, well, that's perfect. That means I can, and actually I, I did 16 minutes between mile one and mile two. So I kept pace with the balloon ladies there. Uh, I said, that's perfect. If I slow down now, the balloon ladies will pass me at about mile three, which is where that aid station is. And I can call it quits and I'll, I'll find out about the party bus. Well, past mile three, I passed the 5k flag. And not long after that, the balloon ladies did come by. I, I actually had a chance to talk with them just for a second. Um, I actually told them thanks because what they do, I think, is a really good service to we run Disney runners. Uh, they don't get the credit they deserve for that sometimes. And uh, told them what the deal was with my knee and all that. And the one woman said, look, you hang in there. Uh, one of our balloon, one of our fellow balloon ladies had a total knee replacement a year ago. And she's back walking with us now. And she's doing great. So that was encouraging. I was glad to hear that. But I, I really was at this point, I was uh, about ready to go. And I kept looking for that aid station and it's not coming and it's not coming. So I finally stopped and talked to one of the race people. I said, uh, is, is there one up ahead? Said, yeah. Yep. There's, it's not terribly far ahead. Uh, just up, up around that corner up there. I said, okay, I, I can make it. Uh, walk some more and I'm still not seeing anything. And uh, I asked another person said yeah it's a little bit and, and i happened to notice now i'm going to name drop runs in tutus had a sign up there i've never met runs in tutus i don't know her real name but i was talking but hey is that you yeah it's me oh i'm i told her my handle and all that and she goes we need to get going i said no you don't understand <laughs> this is about it for me so uh i went just a little bit further found another race person and very very kind very kind she said I asked her about the aid station and she said, are you dropping out? I said, yeah, I think I need to. I think, I think it's time for me to quit. I need to get some ice on my knee. And, uh, she said, well, just wait here and we'll have a, a, a golf cart pick you up. And that golf cart was there in seconds. Now it already had a bunch of people on. It just happened to be there. We took the golf cart. The golf cart actually took us to the next aid station. Or I grabbed a bag of ice. We hopped on a van took the van back van pulls into Epcot. It comes in where you are finishing the race and walking through and you're not out yet, but you've already received your medals and your box with the delicious cheese and the banana and all that. And you're, you're ready to walk out and ready to walk through a bag pickup. That's where they bring the parade buses in. And when you get off again, everybody's very nice to you. I, and I thought it was great. And I, I didn't, I felt fine. I didn't feel bad about it at all. I was sore. <laughs> I was, I was not moving very quickly, but, 
Yeah, I got my metal, got my plastic cheese. What else is there? Life was good, folks. Uh, I got out of there. Now I know what happens when you don't. Now, now I know what happens when you meet the balloon ladies. And I know what happens when you don't finish the run. So that's my story. I think the next one, uh, I won't have that story. I think the next one I'll be able to finish. So the 10K finished on Saturday, 10 miler on Sunday. I will just throw in here real quickly. I was very disappointed. I was told there would be buses to Epcot leaving uh, the hotel at 630. I was at the bus stop at 620 and at 720 I gave up. I learned later that there was an accident somewhere. A lot of the buses were delayed. I know John, I know Diane was delayed getting out there too, but I really had nothing else to say about the 10 miler. Uh, Jack, you were in the 10 miler. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. So um, this was such a perfect reintroduction to Ren Disney because I haven't ran a Ren Disney race since uh, Marathon Weekend 2020. So um, the fact that it was Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, you guys know I, I was a former bellhop. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know how the MCU, like Captain America said, and game was like Avengers assemble. I was like, oh my god, bellhops assemble! <laughs> I was like freaking out. There was so much uh, great, great stuff. Um, I was interested to see how they were going to incorporate the Tower of Terror theme. Um, I thought they did a really nice job. There was uh, some spooky areas with some fog and whatnot. Um, once you got down Sunset Boulevard, there's like a creepy voice um, overlay. They had ghost bell hops and they had ghost uh, tip top club uh, members from the hotel or whatever, whatnot. Um, they had that tunnel, long? that tunnel that you go through with the fog and the like. Yeah. yeah. And they had like little TVs set up for the year 1939, um, which is obviously October 31st, 1939 is when the lightning struck the hotel. Uh, but yeah, it was it was very interesting. I will say it was a very humid one for me for, from someone who hasn't ran in hot weather in a while. It wasn't even necessarily hot. It was just humid. Like I was dripping dripping and i never dripped like that before during the race <laughs> but um i was just completely covered but um, how do you how do you normally drip if you yeah. drip like <laughs> well normally i don't know normally i don't like it, it was like like off the chin you know that kind of drip oh. you're like oh ew ew but, <laughs> but um i See, will say interesting because i didn't i didn't think it was like compared to the 10k I thought it was fantastic weather. Like I was just like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cool outside." The humidity actually let up a little bit. Yeah, and it was and it was probably about ten degrees cooler when we started up uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I love the weather for the ten miler. But I will say the one kind of, and I hate to be slightly negative because I, I I consider myself to be pretty positive. I was a little sad to see that they didn't take advantage of certain areas where they could have had characters pop up like world showcase i would have expected maybe a few more characters along the way or even um i was surprised with star wars i thought oh, yeah, we were gonna see right. like chewbacca ray or kylo ren like oh my god and then all you got was a picture stop with photo pass by uh aircraft that's already there that you could get pictures with and then it was just stormtroopers and i was like Oh, that was it. Like, I was literally so excited to run through Star Wars expecting, like, I don't know. But um, I was a little disappointed with that. And 
I guess I thought there were, I was really hoping for Bellhop Goofy since he was going to be on the medal. And then when I actually saw him, he was dressed up in the um, Hollywood glam because that's what all the Fab Five were wearing. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to stop for him anyways because he's on the medal. But I was really, really sad to see that they didn't use that. And I was just like, ah, ah. my heart broke. Yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, it was a good race. I, it was, I think it's weird because I'm right now training for a, a longer race that by the time I got done, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that all there is? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess like I'm so used to it being like a half marathon. I was like, oh, where's the other 5K? Or I don't know. I went a lot slower during this race for obvious reasons. My foot is starting to slightly act up again. And um, I mean, it's fine, but. I didn't want to risk anything right. for for the well, Saturday because I've run right, Lake Sonoma coming up, right, right. So, but it was it was overall a really great event. I'm sure um, Lexi and John, and I'm sure Alicia when she um, comes and re- gives her recap of it. Okay. I think everybody really liked it. John, Lexi, you got anything you want to add about mile nine and a half? I think it was was Jeff. Jeff was standing out there, and you got to give that guy credit. You know, I stopped by, got a selfie with him. He takes his hand, puts it around your sweaty shoulder and just says, come on, let's go. Boom. And just keep on yeah, going. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jeff. Oh, I just wanted to give a little shout out um, to Adam from Chris Twiggs' group. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't oh, use yeah. last names, but yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. He was so great. He actually got footage of me running during the course, and I didn't even see him right away. He just yells out, Jack! I was like, "Yeah, what? <laughs> and then I freaked out. I kept running because I was like, oh, gosh, I'm almost done. But um, I was so excited. I yelled back hello, and he got some pictures for me. That was so wonderful. I'm glad you brought <laughs> that up. You know, he's got a 100-miler coming up. Yes, uh, he does. Yeah, down, end, end of May, I think it is, the Keys 100. Good guy, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to break a little bit here because we typically cover things in the race report. You haven't heard much from Greg. That's because Greg did his own race this weekend in a different part of the country. Greg was up in Washington D.C. And Greg, let's break with tradition a little bit. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us about the uh, Cherry Blossom Ten Miler? Sure. Uh, so I. It's a pretty popular race, you know, up in the, the Northeast here. It, it is a lottery system. Um, usually every year that I think about uh, the idea of wanting to run it, um, you know, I go to the website and it's like the lottery for this year is closed. Uh, you know, so obviously if it offers a lottery, that means it's it's uber, uber, um, you know, popular. So I had it, you know front of mind, you know, this year for 2022 and put my name in, got in. So I was very excited. The expo itself was held at the national building museum. Uh, so it was cool to, to head in there and, you know, it it was a very hustling and and bustling expo. I, I really, uh, I appreciated seeing a bunch of, you know, different vendors and everything like that. The only bummer about that was what I appreciated about, the registration process for Cherry Blossom was you could customize your registration. Okay. You know, so your registration, you know, obviously got you into the race and it got you just a standardized 
cotton t-shirt. But you okay. could pay a few dollars more to upgrade your shirt to a tech shirt. Yeah. And you could also pay to get a medal. So oh, it was okay. one of those things where I thought, okay, you know, this is the first time I've done it. I'm going to go ahead, you know, spend the extra bucks, you know, to, to get the medal. And then, you know, and again, same process for the shirt. So the only part that was a little confusing at the expo was I went up and they had bibs on one end of the expo and then shirts on the other end. Obviously, it makes sense. So you pass by all the vendors and everything like that. The only thing was the the shirt upgrade section was very small and off to the corner. So it I didn't see it at first. And so I just went to the regular con t-shirt line. And they took the, you know, the, the tag off my bib and then gave me the shirt. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see the sign that says, you know, upgraded, you know, shirts. And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I paid for that. So I went over, explained the situation, and they did not have my shirt size available because apparently the box of double X tech shirts got water damaged in oh, transit wow. and grew mold. So obviously they couldn't oh, pass out the shirts. Yeah. So thankfully they, you know, they took a picture of my bib and, and sent it to me and everything like that. So, uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll be getting that soon, but yeah, so expo was a lot of fun. Cool. I had an, such an awesome experience with this race. My biggest caveat of this race. Now, I don't know if this is a COVID thing. I don't know if this is a district of Columbia thing, but they offered no transportation for, uh, the start. You were responsible in terms of getting there on your own. And what I did was when I got all the registration information, they're like, we have two room blocks at these, uh, Marriott properties in Arlington near um, the DCA airport. So I'm like, perfect, because when I was looking at rates, it was uber, uber expensive. But this is in Virginia, and it re would require you to take the metro to get you know anywhere into DC proper. Mm -hmm. And at the time, they had mentioned, okay, we're not sure if the metro is going to be running for race start. I was like, okay, we'll just play it by ear. About a month before the race, they announced that the Metro was not going to be available. So I, here I am thinking, okay, I'm now in Arlington, Virginia. The start of the race is at the Washington Monument. How the heck am I, you know, going to get there? You know, out, you know, outside of just driving and you know trying to find a spot. So I decided to schedule an Uber because it was actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's not and real far. Correct. Yeah, it was only maybe like a, a ten minute drive. But the problem was is that the the race organizers put in that if you are coming from the south, please input this intersection as your drop off point. So that's what I did. And for some reason, my driver couldn't get there or refused to go there. So I went back to Virginia back and forth twice uh, before oh, no. I actually got dropped off and she ended up then having like loop me through the North. So what should have been a $9 Uber turned into about a $25 Uber. Oh, no. Thankfully they reimbursed me. Oh, uh, cool. so yeah. So if anyone from the cherry blossom organization is listening to this, uh, have the Metro open, uh, for restart. Yeah, right. It was great. Great going back, but getting to the race itself, uh, as I was walking through the national mall, making my way over to, uh, the starting corrals, I, I heard a familiar voice 
And now, Grant, I cannot confirm it 100%, but I'm pretty sure it's the old run Disney race announcer, Rudy. And I was like, okay, so this is quasi-run Disney adjacent. So, uh-huh. you know, at least run I'm in Disney the spirit of the fact yeah. that I wasn't, you know, at springtime surprise. But course was awesome. Uh, and, you know, in terms of the sites, you got to see the Washington Monument. You uh, That was actually the start-finish line. Oh, cool. You got to run uh, behind the backside of the Lincoln Memorial. From a distance, you got to see the Thomas Jefferson Memorial. And then you ran through West and East Potomac uh, Park. So, you know, so you got some picturesque views. Oh, it's nice. Cherry, yeah. Cherry Blossoms, unfortunately, had a record early peak. They peaked, right. I believe, uh, for blooming about 10 days early. So thankfully, there were a few stragglers here or there. Um, once we got into East Potomac Park, it was... You know, there were still like the little, you know, leaves on there and the little flowers and stuff like that, but it wasn't like the massive, massive full bloom. Um, but, you know, it, it made it made for a pretty picture and everything like that. So but when I looked at, at my Garmin at the at the end of the race, I was relatively surprised how flat of a course it was. I think my elevation was less than uh, 100 feet, which I was uh, really, really surprised about. Oh, yeah, that's pretty flat. But I will say the one thing that I, I had a good chuckle with on the race was I remember uh, we were it was the last 400 meters of the race and it was straight uphill. It was probably like the only incline that we had of the entire race. And I went back thinking of Jen and Jennifer from last exactly. week's episode talking about how, you know, it was the rolling hills through yeah. Central Park and that, that last 400 meters, you know, seemed like. Her. So the two of them popped into my head as exactly. I was finishing that, um, you know, the, the, that last chunk of the race. But overall, I was very happy with my time. Uh, you know, I had told myself that I just wanted to run this for fun because this was the first time that I was ever doing this. Uh, you know, so I kept pretty good pace. I, it was actually, I would say, one of my most consistent races uh, in terms Excellent. of pacing that I've had. You know, probably, you know, from start to finish, my pace has really only ranged any, you know, about like 10 seconds, you know, which, oh, nice. you know, usually That's sometimes great. for a half, like, you know, you'll have that one mile that you're like maybe you know, 30 seconds to, you know, a minute slower than, yeah. than everything else. So I, I was very, very, very happy with that. So, um, really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely will go back. Um, yeah, it was overall a pretty great experience. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. It sounds like a good run. You did very well. All right. That was great. Sounds great gang. So there we go. We had, uh, John and Lexi did the challenge. Jack did the 10 miler. Greg did 10 miles in Washington, DC. And I learned all about riding on the parade bus at uh, Run Disney events. So it was an eventful weekend. We'll hear from Alicia next week. Alicia did the challenge also. And I'm sure she'll have a couple of stories for us. Before we bow out of this, I want to give some shout-outs. Every Run Disney weekend, my favorite thing is to meet and greet people. So uh, from our friends that we'll run for, this time I really did see Tom and Aaron. Now, I said that last time when I saw Michael and Aaron, but this time I really did see Tom and Aaron. At least I hope so. They'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. And uh, Diana was there. I missed her. And I, I wanted to catch up with those guys later and didn't. We will. I'll catch up with those guys at some point, if not at Wine and Dine, 
at Space Coast for sure in November. Um, I already talked about seeing Judy at the Expo. That was fun. Talked about seeing Runs and Tutus. I saw Ryan Runs Disney. That was coincidence. I saw Ryan before the start of the 10K, and he was dressed in a costume that I loved. He was an homage to the delightful cheese. He had a full image of the lid of the cheese in front of him. He looked great, man. Uh, so it was nice to meet Ryan, uh, at the meetup gang. Let me know if I forget anybody, but I think we're good here. Uh, Jack, Lexi, John, Alicia, and I were at the meetup. Uh, Adam, who we spoke of earlier was there. Dean and Judy were there. Tara, Lori, Tiffany. And I think that's it. And some there we go and tiffany uh i want to give a big shout out to allison uh, we talked when we were talking about the roll call last week we mentioned that allison was going to try the 10k and the 10 miler in a boot gang i lived in a boot the summer of 2020 literally from memorial day to labor day and it's not it's not fun and yeah you can get around in it I got around in it, but trying to run those distances, I don't know if I could have done it or not. And it certainly wouldn't have been comfortable. So Allison, we're proud of you. You knocked them both out. That took guts. That was cool. And I'm excited for you. Any other shout outs, kids that you want to get in here? Anybody else you met before we move on? Yeah. I met CK runs in the airport, uh, on the way home, uh, yesterday. Met him. He seems like a nice guy. He'll he'll be down there for uh, wine and dine. He's going to try to make our meetup. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, That'll be fun. All right. We mentioned it at the beginning. That brings the run Disney running season to a close. But we've got marathon weekend registration coming up. And by the time this releases, it'll be less than two weeks. I'm just looking at my calendar. It's actually two weeks from today. Uh, it'll be less than two weeks by the time this releases. And by the time this releases, we will be 210 days from the wine and dine expo. So 30 weeks, we got 30 weeks, gang. We can make it. We got plans for future episodes. We got two folks. I think you'll be interested in. We're going to talk with, and I'd like to encourage you to send us some questions on Facebook or on Instagram for coach Chris Twiggs, who we'll have on in a future episode to talk about a customized training plan and whatever else you want Chris to talk about. And we'll have uh, Jeff Galloway on with us too. Uh, if you got a question that you would like to ask Jeff, please let us know and we'll set those up. And Lexi and I both talk with Jeff, this weekend, he's uh, he's looking forward to getting on, and he's always very helpful, always happy to answer questions. That wraps it up. Let's move on to the race report. All right, let's take a look at last week. Here's a couple of highlights from last week. Obviously, we had the uh, springtime surprise. Uh, I'm not going to go down the list of every, everyone who was in there, but if you finished, if you were there, if you started, if, like me, you rode the parade bus – uh, congratulations. I'm glad you were there. 
I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get to see more of you, but we'll try again in the fall. Last week, April 2nd, Michelle. I saw some pictures of Michelle published. She ran the Publix women's race in Savannah, Georgia. Our buddy Joe. Our buddy Joe ran a live event, the Bentonville Half Marathon in Bentonville, Arkansas, home of Walmart, I believe. Joe knocked that thing out in three hours and 20 minutes. Now, Joe is 75 or 76 years old. He had, that's the quickest pace Joe's been. He was very excited about it. And I was happy for him because the significance of that is that's better than the balloon lady time of 3.30. So I know Joe's excited about that and proud of it. And I'm happy for him. You know, I got a text from Joe said that we mentioned him so much that listeners are going to think that he doesn't really exist. He's just somebody we made up. And I wanted to say, Joe, did, do you not remember that you were on episode 10 live? So people, <laughs> people know you exist <laughs> anyway, but Hey, but seriously, that that's a big deal that Joe was able to knock that out. I'm, I'm glad for him. Um, another big one here, Brandy ran the run the bluegrass event in Lexington, Kentucky. Now it was a unique distance. They called it the yearling distance. It was just a little more than a five K. It was like 3.6 miles or something like that. But, uh, and I don't know what her time was, but I know she finished first in her age group, females 40 to 44. That's a big deal, kids. Uh, they, when it was not like when I finished second in my age group and there were five people, there were, I don't remember the number, but there were a good number of folks in the event and she, uh, she knocked down a first place age group finish. Congratulations, Brandy. Lexi, you did the 10K in Paris. We've put you off a couple times. You think you can hold off another week to talk about the 10K in Paris? I guess I can. Okay. I hate to do that <laughs> to you, but I'm looking at I'm looking at the clock on the wall. And uh I, I don't It'll want just you to... be a cliffhanger. There you go. There you go. It'll give people a reason to tune in again for episode 27. Uh, that'll be good. Okay. Thanks, Lex. I'm I'm sorry to do that to you, but I don't want to have to rush you through it. Let's take a look at who's running this weekend. Why, by golly, first name I have on the list here is a Jacqueline who's running a, a 50 miler. What's wrong with you, Jack? I don't know. I'm just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about it for just a second? The Lake Sonoma 50 miler? That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so I got my bib today. We got tracking today, which I'm super excited about. Um, <laughs> I just moved to Orlando on Wednesday. So it took me 45 minutes tonight to try and find parts of stuff that I needed uh, for the race. And I was stressing out like no tomorrow. But I found everything. I'm good. Um I will say, like, I guess to go back to, I've done lots of hill training, I guess, this time around. And it's funny because when I ran the 10 miler, the overpasses seemed really, really easy to me. And uh -huh. I'm like, well, that's good. I hope that's that a good sign yeah. <laughs> for this yeah. weekend. But um, this, is, this is not only 50 miles, this is a challenging 50 miles, a lot of elevation. Yes. It, yeah, it's 10,500 feet of elevation gain as well as loss. So whatever I get to do the first time around because it's a loop, I get to come back right around. And what was easy before is now hard. But um, I'm getting excited. There is some nervousness just because of the fact that I just, I keep comparing it to Bryce Canyon. Um, and that was 
a beautiful course, but in its some ways it was almost treacherous um, because of how it, it was hard. And um, this one I have to be almost three hours faster. So I think if I can get through the first 25 miles, which is the first cutoff, I have to do that one in six hours. Yes, six hours and 45 minutes. Um, and that's with 5,250 feet of elevation, that first half. And obviously, on the way back on the second half. So if I can do that, I feel pretty confident that I can come back around and make the other cutoffs. But it's that first one that I'm like, <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> I got some podcasts to listen to. 5,250 feet of elevation. I don't remember exactly. With one that's, way. That's a and mile. And then go back and do the same. Yeah. A... <laughs> I think that's right at a mile or, or extremely close to it. Well, there's a really, really big climb halfway through. And then I have to do it like that big climb is over a thousand feet. And then within the next few miles, I think I turn right back around and then climb it again. Wow. And so that quick turnaround is what's going to kill me, but that's fine. (laughs) Jack will be tracking you. you We'll be cheering for you. Uh, We can put tracking information in the show notes, right, Greg? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's do that. And, uh, Track Jacqueline at the Lake Sonoma 50 miler and Jack say hi to uh, our buddy, Brittany for us. Okay. Brittany. I will. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Let's, let's continue on here. Um, the hog eye half marathon in Rogers, Arkansas. Guess who? Our buddy Joe's back at it again. I think that's another live event. Good for him. Uh, I had to look this one up because Amy over in London, and this is the Q K-E-W, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Q Gardens Half Marathon in London. Good luck, Amy. Uh, also in the UK, Rob. Rob is running the Brighton Marathon in the UK. Rob's a good runner. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to hearing how Rob did there. And the Run Your Buns Off Marathon in Hawthorne, Florida. Dean's running the marathon. Judy's running the half. Dean took a pretty good spill this weekend in, uh, in the springtime surprise Dean, there's two types of runners, those that have fallen and those who are gonna, uh, I, I, I know we've, I've talked with you that you're feeling okay, but that's a, it hurts and I'm glad you didn't get hurt badly and hope you do well there. And the Statesman capital 10 K in Austin, Texas, Derek's running that. And this fella, Greg, he can't get enough. He's kind of <laughs> like Lexi and Jack and John. They can't get enough. Greg's going to be in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, running the Blue Gray Half Marathon. Greg, that, that looks like a, a fun event. Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see how how the course plays out. I, I believe uh, doing some research about the race, unfortunately, I believe due to COVID protocols and such, and I think the National Park Service, you don't actually run through the uh, the National Park all that much oh, okay. anymore. Um, but I'm sure we'll probably see some glimpses of it. But um, it seems like it's, it's a pretty big run festival. They're, they do have a full marathon as well. But uh, obviously, I, I'm in no shape for that right now. So I'm looking forward to running the half. And the first time ever, we'll all be where I will be pacing someone. Um, yeah, my, my good, my good friend, Kat, um, this will be her first half marathon. Uh, so it's gonna be really interesting to be running a race from that perspective. So, uh, I'll let you know how it is and report back. 
she's going to do great. I oh, haven't I know run with Cat since what 2019, 2020, whenever it was. I guess 2019. 19. Yep. Yeah, but she did real well in that one, and I know she's going to do great here. And that'll be fun, Greg. I know you'll enjoy it. Well, we look forward to talking with you next week. We're going to hear how Jack did on her 50 miler. We'll talk a little more about the contest to win the Disneyland Paris ears. And we'll get on with getting through the long, <laughs> long break between the runs at Disney. So everyone, again, so glad you joined us. Always happy to have you with us. Look forward to our next visit. And until we meet again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer. 